You want Chinese? They want pizza. And someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash, like the Mule or the Press. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code THUNDER. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code THUNDER. Don't forget, that's code THUNDER for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gillis Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, we are getting into interesting playoffs matchups. I mean, I'm all in on these Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. It, it sounds delightful. I mean, two extremely bright basketball coaches. And a lot of young talent, Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler. Yep. Uh, and Clippers, Nuggets, Game 7. Which, which is awesome for, um, like, down to dunk advertising. Yeah, that's right. This, <laughs> is, <laughs> this is the Manscaped <laughs> Super Bowl here. This is great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, the Lakers. I mean, everyone wants to see LeBron play in finals so yeah it will be interesting so it's it's been such an interesting like thunder adjacent week right because you've got the rockets just flaming out in just the most spectacular way right i mean they yeah they just let go of the rope they're just like okay yep we're done we're done here they gave up with two games left yeah I mean, they were, they were done. They were toast. And it's funny, everybody, and I get this because Russell was super terrible. People were like, oh, but he had all these, and then they list all the excuses and they're valid, like had COVID-19, valid. You know, had this quad injury, valid. My only rebuttal to that is why would the Rockets leak out that he's more explosive than ever before he comes back? Oh, not only. Is and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but not only is he ready to go, he's better than he's ever been. Why do you do that? I mean, it's just the Rockets, like they can't get out of their way. And that's why I don't take that excuse. I'm just not ready to take that excuse because we were being fed things like, oh no, he's more explosive than ever. And then afterwards they're like, oh yeah, I've I've been hurt. Don't you don't send those messages like don't send mixed messages like that. You don't speak to Tim McMahon and say, "Hey, you better let the world know 
this guy. Not only is he ready, he's ready to just dominate the world like he's never done before. I just don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that, but because it just set Russell up for just spectacular failure. And now they're, oh, well, we didn't have this and this happened. And they had valid excuses, like I said, but you can't play both sides. I just, the, it's just like typical Rockets. Like they just can't get out of their own way. You can play both sides, and I'm kind of glad they did because now I'm having so much fun. I mean, it's not good for Russell Westbrook, clearly. Uh, I, I still, I mean, it's Russell Westbrook, so it's, I'll never think bad about Russ or yeah, be happy yeah. if he fails, but it's the Rockets. What's the Rockets? Like all oh, this man. stuff. Yep. It's Daryl Morey pushing all his chips in a trade that made. No sense yep. whatsoever. Um, it well, it may make sense in the future. I don't. I, well, I won't bet that this version of the Rockets will have any major success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. Everything is perfect. <laughs> I mean, we you can see this coming, right? I mean, we can see this coming, and now we're in this place where the value of Chris Paul and Westbrook have flip flopped. Where it's like, yeah. oh, well, look at Chris Paul. Look how much he helped. Look what they can do here. And now people, like the conversations today are, what can they do with Russ? Could they trade him for Blake Griffin? Like, oh my goodness. Like, is that a thing? Is that what we're, <laughs> is that what we're talking is about that, now? Is that more depressing? And I was just talking with John uh, on After Dark about this as well. But is Blake Griffin more depressing than what Alex proposed in our group chat about, was it Tyler, uh, Cody Zeller and, and Nicholas Batum for us? Oh boy. That is extreme. That is extremely realistic because I think that both teams will kind of look into each other and say, well, maybe this makes sense. Maybe Charlotte gives a tiny, tiny assets, but it's extremely depressing. That's, like it's so sad. I mean, we're talking about Russell Westbrook. We're talking about the MVP, yeah. and I I think the the Cody Zeller for Batum trade is. I mean, it's crazy. Like, there's no way the Rockets would do that, right? No, no, no. Of course not. I mean, Batum is well, just not good anymore. I mean, if this was yeah. if this was like 2014 Batum, that's six years ago. No, I yeah. mean, there's just no way, man. But do I you just, prefer Rozier? No, no, I don't. I, if I'm the Rockets, I don't look at Charlotte for anything. There's literally nothing on their team that I would say, yes, I'll do that. There's nothing for Russell. You're, I mean, here's the deal. Here, here's, here's what it comes down to with the Rockets. You have to run it back. You have to. You yeah. have to. You have yeah, to. And you go find a center on the market and you and you you don't have to play big all the time, but you play big some of the time. And you allow somebody to set a screen, that's a good screen, for James Harden or Russell Westbrook and give them space. And you bring in a new coach that may say, hey, you know what, James Harden, you're not only good at shooting free throws, layups, and threes, you can also shoot from the mid-range. And also, you might even operate out of the post a little bit because you're actually pretty good at that. And then finding shooters out of the post, you could do that. You can do lots of different things. And I try it again. Should hire Billy? Is this what is this what you're saying? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, can you imagine, dude? Can you imagine 
if there, if you even even if the only thing that happened out of this is we got a notification from Sham Sharania that says today the Rockets will sit down with Billy Donovan. Oh, that I think will happen. I just I I will try to retweet it maybe three hundred times that day if that happens. But like, stop for one second. I'm I'm totally serious now. If you are Billy Donovan, <laughs> uh, you know you know that Harden plus Westbrook in yeah. the regular season will get you fifty wins. Yeah, somehow. First, sh- I mean, for sure. That's like almost their floor. Okay. Yeah, they are. They are a failure. <laughs> this season was roughly a huge failure. Yeah, I mean, you can you can you can endure the people and say, yeah, but maybe it will. Forget about it. Yeah, like they they lost against the Lakers in a pretty bad way. Uh, oh, in, the, in about the games. worst way you could. Not even a pretty bad way. I mean, they got crushed. Well, a sweep demoralized. Is worse. A sweep is worse. A sweep is worse, but to be beaten down. I mean, they, they didn't have a basketball soul when that series was over. I mean, they were completely crushed. Okay, continue. Sorry. I just had to make sure that... Was the soul in Daniel's house room as well? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> No Sorry. Sorry, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Oh, my goodness. What um, do they do with anyway, Daniel? Uh, so, I was saying, I'm completely serious. If you are Billy Donovan and you could get a short term deal with the Rockets, if you fail in the postseason, uh, which will probably happen, yeah. you'll still have two other good seasons at 50 plus wins. Mm hmm. In your resume. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you look around the league, except for the Pelicans, which are in a better place in terms of where the Rockets, like in terms of roster construction, sure. uh, talent, but you are in the West. Mm-hmm. So to win 50 games with the Pelicans will be extremely hard. Uh, the Bulls, maybe, but you don't really have a shot to anything more than a good playoff mm-hmm. first round. Probably. Yep. If if White becomes an extremely good player, if the next pick pans out, yes, but a lot of ifs. Well, they need a free agent. Philly. Eventually, they just yeah. need to get a free agent. That's good. But it's too early. Like, what free agent besides, like, they I mean, can maybe make a trade? Yeah. For a guy like Bradley Beal? Maybe. Yeah. That will make sense mm-hmm. maybe even Al Horford you can do you can tinker a bit with the roster and get sure. like a sort of competitive roster around the young guys mm-hmm. Al Horford makes no sense so they, they already have good big bands but like just just to uh, throw out names that that veterans with steady presence that can help this team grow mm-hmm. but what is the their title hope they don't have a blue chip pro- really a blue chip prospect a generational talent no they no. have to acquire that right it's hard. It's extremely hard. Yeah, it is. Even in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So are the Rockets a bad option for Billy? Not for Billy. I'm just would laugh at the Rockets going to Billy. Why? Because it, 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 I, I do think that they tried the X and O thing. It's just to the extreme. Because because they're just they're just following the thunder in every way. Is that a bad thing? The Thunder are great. No, it's it's just it's comical. It's not that it's a bad oh, yeah. move. Oh, that that is extremely comical. Like it's just like it's just unbelievable. It would just be unbelievable. I don't think they'll hire Billy Donovan, but it would be hilarious if they did. Yeah, 
It would be hilarious. And he may, I mean, he could maybe actually help that team quite a bit. And if they, I mean, if they don't have, I I just wonder if Billy was coaching that team, would Tyson Chandler have played? Yeah, probably, probably Billy will never sign on a Capella trade like MDA did. MDA is such an, like, it's, it's just a great, great X and O coach. Yeah. Rockets fans hate him. They actually, they absolutely hate the guy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I would be super pumped if the Sixers got him. If I were a Sixers fan, because he's rumored to want that job. Yeah, I think that would be super interesting. I think he could do would some be, really fun stuff with that roster. Yeah, that would be smart. They should to hire him. Yeah, they definitely should. That's their offense is what needs help, and obviously the personnel changes are probably the biggest things that can happen, but. You bring in D'Antoni, man. I mean, I, I would be really excited if they could if they could bring him in. But not only the the rocket stuff, the rocket stuff is very interesting. And I feel like it's something that we could continue to dive into for the next like six or seven weeks just because it's so intriguing. But I mean, this Clippers team is so interesting because you watch the Thunder play the last couple years with 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 uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George and they kind of had this same mentality, right? It's like, look at the names in the back of our jerseys. Look what we can do. Have you seen our 2K ratings across the board? We're unbeatable. We're on top of the world. We're up by 19. We can do anything we want. And then they just, they let go of the rope. It's just funny. You watch these like Russell Westbrook led teams and this Paul George led team. And they're doing the same stuff they did in Oklahoma city where they just let go because they think that they have this edge over somebody that doesn't actually exist because you actually have to put effort on the court. It's just, it's unreal to just watch it unfold like over and over again. And I don't mean to dog Russ or Paul George, but it was just a fact that when you got to the playoffs both years, they both did that. And now you can see it happening here. Uh, And they do it in different ways. I mean, Paul can kind of fade a little bit and Russell just goes mad. I mean, Sam Amick wrote in his piece that Russell Westbrook kind of just took possessions away from the team to just do what he does. Mm-hmm. And big surprise, like not, not surprising at all. And I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting to watch these two kind of exist outside of where the thunder were and see similar problems. Yeah. Um, I, I really wonder, and, and I was kind of choking with the uh, Daniel House thing, but there is a truth in like a team having a soul, like an identity, a real, a real yeah, identity. For sure. And guys like Daniel House are a huge part of that. Yeah. Like guys like Kawhi, uh, like um, Kyle Lowry, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. like Norm Powell, like Pascal Siakam. Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, the entire um, Toronto Raptor team had an identity before. Uh, especially since Demar um, went away, they really changed part of their identity in being a greedy team that left everything on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi was the cherry on the top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't win again like without Kawhi, but if you remove Kawhi, you have something, you have an identity. Sure. Like that team in the year where Kawhi was there, 
win more without him than with him <laughs> in the regular season. They already had yeah. something. They were yeah. not great. Without him, they don't beat Philly. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. they just don't. Mm -hmm. So there is a ceiling to that team. And we saw that with Boston this year. Boston had more talent. They were that close again. But they don't have that talent. Uh, they thought they had it in, in Pascal, who had a bad series. I'm not ready to say, well, Pascal is not a great talent. He had an amazing series, an amazing season, and not a great series against Boston. Uh, but the identity is important. And I don't think, I really don't think that the identity that the Clippers had last year translated to this year. No. Last year, there were this up-and-coming team uh, with... Pat Beverly as the like the heart and soul of his team, guys mm -hmm. like Gallo, uh, who who is just like a reg, like a guy that always provide close to the same the same, and it's it's just a great guy. They had mm -hmm. Shea, and had this amazing bench that was their identity. Their well, well, and they had I mean, no expectations either as a part of that. And we've seen like yeah. how teams operate like under pressure with no pressure. I mean, it's that was a part of it. It was like nobody believes. Exactly. It's like the no one believes in us. And that's that's where like the Patrick Beverly's and all those guys like really like that's like how they function. It's like yeah. nobody believes in us. And now they're in this position where it's like the edge oh, that they had. Yeah. Now they're now it's everybody believes in us. And we better deliver. And if you don't, you're gonna get crushed. Yeah. And that is not to say that they will lose game seven because they are that talented. And it yeah. takes, it takes just, we want this and mm -hmm. they will get this because as much as Jokic is talented and it's well, last night, it was amazing. Oh, I mean, yeah. I didn't watch the full game because I didn't have time today, but this morning I watched the second half and it was just incredible. And the entire team was incredible. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was great. Uh, I would, I mean, his comments are weird, but he's an extremely bright basketball talent. That team yeah. is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And if you allow them to believe in themselves, then you're up for like a game like you had in game six, where this team gets excited. They start to make shots because they can make shots, even Gary Harris, apparently. Yeah. And, and yeah, and th that's what you get. I mean, you're right. They, they need an identity and they need to get back to the identity of a team that like they have to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can, like Kawhi won a lot in his career. He won in two places. It's extremely hard to do. Paul George didn't achieve nothing. I mean, he, you should be the guy that now sees a chance and, and takes it. Yep. I mean, this is your chance. You will never have probably in your, like a better moment in your career. There is no one like that poses that's a real threat or at least where you, you start with a disadvantage in the East because like the odds, if you, if you face the Boston Celtics will be in your favor, mm -hmm. the odds, if you face the Lakers, which are, which have like the best two players in the, in the game, probably because LeBron is still amazing. I don't know how he does it, but it's still the best. Yep. But after those two, they have a bunch of guys that will probably not be starters in many other teams in OKC, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take away AD and LeBron, do you want... Well, Danny Green, maybe he can start for OKC, but he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, you don't start Kuzma, you don't start KCP, you don't start Rondo, nor Caruso. Mm -hmm. No. They are probably the, the, the seventh, eighth, and ninth men in, in OKC's rotation, because I would pick Schroeder ahead of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no doubt yeah. about that. 
Those this guys, is the those guys have, this those... is your chance to win. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to take it. They do. I just cannot. I, I mean, I, it feels like to me that the Clippers have a 99% chance of winning this game. I know that's not true, but like, they just have to win it. Right. They just have to, we like Clippers, yeah. Clippers, Lakers is just, just feels like destiny. And it would, I mean, I would love it if the Nuggets I mean, to beat the Clippers and got to the conference finals, but uh, there would, it would be weird. It would feel weird if that were the case. Let's go to a break real quick and we'll be right back after this. Is your student loan payment too high? Is water wet? Well, refinancing with Ernest can help you lower your monthly payment. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Earnest. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online, it takes only two minutes, and then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment, or get a better rate? Earnest makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. Plus, the internet loves Ernest customer service. They rated it at 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. And now you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a loan with Ernest.com slash down to dunk. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus if you refinance your loan at Ernest.com slash down to dunk. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash down to dunk for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Earnest student loan refinancing loans are made by Earnest Operations LLC NMLS 1204917. California financing law license number 6054788. 303 Second Street Suite 401 in San Francisco, California 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. Today's episode is brought to you by Untitled Community Service Club. If you like comedy, you're going to love this fully improvised comedy show. Nothing is planned. Everything is made up on the spot from the characters and their personalities to the entire storyline as a whole. The show follows Coach and Sid, who are two former high school bullies, and their transition not only to college life and what that entails, but also to become better people. Each episode features a unique guest that Coach and Sid try their best to help in any way they can. Season 1 airs September 1st, and you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That's the Untitled Community Service Club. Take a listen on September 1st if you want a real good laugh. So, Michele, the Thunder have a coaching search that is uh, probably not super active right now. I, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, the Thunder are waiting on a lot of things. I mean, one, the cap and the tax for next season is the number one thing you have to know before you go into next season. And whether or not they're able to trade Chris or not, I think that the this type of coach they're looking for is probably the same, Right. I, I, we talked about this on the OKC Dream Team last week where it's likely going to be a younger guy who's wanting to kind of cut their teeth in the NBA who's an assistant coach or maybe somebody from the college ranks, but somebody that is willing to take some time to grow themselves as well 
And I think the Thunder are willing to wait on a, a coach to kind of grow into their own. So I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that or your thoughts are on the next coach for the Thunder, but uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's complicated. Um, I was listening to uh, every podcast that you did last week, and in one of them, you said something along the lines where, you, like, any one of us don't know what, what OKC will, ser- will really search yeah. in, a, in a coach and who that coach will be. And I'm, I mean, it's hard. Uh, of course, we all have ideas of how good coaching is, but I was talking to John like uh, 30 minutes ago about how, how Billy is a great coach. I There are things that Billy did to this team that are extremely important. I mean, yeah. Dennis further, when they traded to OKC, it sounded like, oh, he's rotten goods. That is not going to be good for your locker room. Mm-hmm. Two years, like first forward two years, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's the the like the most important part of OKC rotation, one of the most important parts of OKC rotation. That is incredible. Yeah. He was behind Russ, behind CP3, uh, coming off the bench, even if you have to start like Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> and he was okay with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you could be okay at the beginning of the season, but when you see that guy play and say, coach, come on, I'm really better than this guy and he mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. still like no complaints like you said i know what player i am but this is my role and i will do that mm-hmm. that is like a sensational achievement for a coach like you have a, the more talented guy is willing to do whatever it takes to make this team better like not every coach can succeed in a task a total task like that on the other end like you have the playoffs and you have what, what Billy did in the playoffs. What we believed was the, like a, the good thing. When he did it, things went right. Mm-hmm. And it stopped doing that. I don't know. I mean, that is important as well. Wh- which one is more important? I don't know. You want a little bit of both. You yeah. want Nick Nurse, but like too bad. You don't get to, to hire the Nick Nurses, the... Greg Popovich, the, the Rick Carlisle, the Eric Spolstra, those guys, you, once they are there, they are there. They are the perfect coaches. Like, yeah. Spo is an awesome coach, like Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. Either you get it before or you just don't. So I just hope that Billy has the vision to, draft, to, to, to hire a guy like that. It would be awesome to get a guy that, that knows a lot of XNOs that is willing to experiment to to a higher degree than, than Billy. Because, I mean, I don't agree that Billy is the same as Scott Brooks. I mean, Brooks was really, really steady in a lot of stuff. But like Billy, on a ton of stuff, was very flexible. He was okay trying stuff. Maybe not all the stuff. Maybe we want something back in terms of the, the, the offensive acumen, the, the, some of the key schematic things, some of the, I don't know, whatever. We all have our complaints. But the point is, you really want, sorry, uh, it, it took too long uh, for me to, 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 okay. <laughs> to come okay. to a conclusion, but <laughs> I mean, you really need to find the guy. And, and, and but it's not just X and O's because mm-hmm. X and O's can, like, I mean, take Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry is a bright offensive basketball mind yep he learned a lot from d'antoni he 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 coaches a free-flowing game which is 
very good to watch fired like multiple times it just it takes you more than that way more than that yeah it yeah i i agree i mean billy donovan is a, is a really good coach and the thunder wanted him back I mean, the thunder wanted to bring him back as their head coach and would have loved to have him as the guy that kind of leads them to this rebuild now he wasn't amenable to that and that's okay because the in the thunder's mind like Billy's a, a really good coach, but he's not like your generational, like Greg Popovich type of guy where you're like, okay, just you take us and you lead us wherever you want to go. Because I, we believe that you are the key to the championship. The Thunder know like the key to a championship is having a top five player on your team. And the only way the Thunder are going to get a top five player on their team that's going to stay for any length of time is through the draft. And so they are going to find a player and hopefully find a player in the draft over the next several years, that's going to help them do that. And that's the goal. And Billy says, I don't want to do that. Okay, that's fine. We're going to go find somebody else. And you're right. I, I don't think that you can just say, okay, I don't think day one we're going to know whether the next coach of the Thunder is going to be like the long-term guy or if like they found their diamond in the rough or they found the right guy. I think it takes time and I think it, it takes the right situation. I mean, if, if game six... And I hate to bring this up. In 2016, if Clay Thompson doesn't turn into a flamethrower and Thunder go to the finals and they win, which they were, again, like, it's just funny. Like, the Thunder find themselves, like, on the razor's edge of so many situations. And that situation was very close. Had they advanced to the finals, won the title, run it back, Kevin stays, blah, blah, blah. Well, Billy Donovan is probably the coach of the Thunder for the next 10 years if he wants to be right? Shots don't fall. Kevin leaves. Things change. Everything changes about the franchise. Really, everything changes from that moment. And now Billy's like this lame duck coach that fans don't like. Nobody likes him. Blah, blah, blah. Throw him out. Get him out of here. Like he's, he's, a, good, he's a good enough coach to coach good talent. And it, at the end of the day, it's all about the talent that's on your roster. And one... Do they fit well together? Have they had a chance to grow together? I mean, I think the Thunder want to look like the Nuggets do in some ways. Uh, in not, in, not necessarily in roster construction, but in the fact that this team has grown together and they really know each other and they really like playing with each other. And having a team like that in a small market matters because at the end of the day, Jokic and Jamal Murray may look around and say, like, this is a great situation for me. And like, I know these guys, we've grown together, look at all that we've accomplished over the last few years, you know, let's sign on for the next, you know, five or six years. You know, like that's, I think that's something the Thunder are working toward, is to establishing something like that. And hopefully, Shea can be a guy that's good enough, and then they can find another guy that's good enough, and then they can grow together. Because that's how you create a sustainable long-term team in a small market. We saw in San Antonio, I mean, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, like those guys love playing with each other. They established this bond. I mean, Manu Ginobili could have gone somewhere and been the man. I mean, that could have happened, but they had developed a bond. They, these trusting relationships, coach Popovich was a huge part of it. And finding the right coach is a huge deal too, because they can make or break things as well. 
they can be more benign. I feel like Billy was probably more benign when it came to like free agency type of stuff, especially when it came to Kevin Durant and you know Paul George and Russell Westbrook and now even Chris Paul. It's like, yeah, okay, Billy's we like Billy. Billy's a good guy. Billy's a good coach. Blah blah blah. But he's not he's not the thing that's going to just drag me here. That's going to keep me here. And so, can you find that guy? Like that's a tall task. It's a really tall task to get there. Yeah. And even the coaches that we mentioned, I mean, go back and and try to remember the teams that they coached to the championship. I mean, you had a generational talent there all the time. They yeah. they, they were a great um, help for that generational talent, some more than others, mm-hmm. but still you had that and it had a growing relationship between the, that coach and that generational talent, except for maybe for Spo, uh, but he had like an overload of talent there in yeah. Miami. So it's, it's always tricky to, to say, I mean, you're right. If KD doesn't miss four contested mid range jumpers that the, the very next year he made in golden state yep. to us, like they were difficult shot. I, I remember us talking about this, about the, the fact that he was taking contested shot, um, roughly to the same measure. And it was just making them like he shot 28% from three in that playoffs mm-hmm. with, with OKC for <laughs> no reasons at all. He was mm-hmm. just having a bad season. It happens, but no. The things that happen have like a huge consequence. I mean, that could have been year one of Billy and KD relationship and yeah. Russ's. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is. I mean, in 2012, if a call goes the other way or a few things go in OKC favors, I mean, Miami was clearly the most talented team. Yep. But can you imagine that team winning together with Scott Brooks? Maybe now we're discussing <laughs> Scott Brooks in a totally different way because it was Scott Brooks keeping Perk there, keeping Perk happy, keeping that team together, winning the finals, no matter who Miami was got, was putting on the floor, spot ball, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that could have happened. He didn't. I mean, sometimes we, we, we really focused on, um, uh, and, and I go back to this seven-game series, amazing seven-game series that we watched uh, between OKC and, and the Rockets. It was, like, very close. Mm-hmm. Very, very close. Oh, you're he shot wins. away. Yeah. You're one shot OKC away. OKC wins. And we are saying maybe, wow. Like, it was... Billy sticking with his principle and right. look the Rockets. They had a ton of open jumpers from yep. mid-range. Why they didn't take some of those? Mm-hmm. And now they are saying that because they were like, we are, our brain is tuned to, to see stuff with a strong recency bias. Yep. No matter how we discuss things, this is always there. And it happens to all of us. Like, we, like me as well. I mean, you want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one to look at Lou Dort's attempts after game five saying, how in the world is Lou Dort taking nine shots? Then I looked to the box score of game four where he took eight and I was mm-hmm. happy with his performance. Like, wow. This is your brain. We're all so resu- how your it's brain all, works. It's all results oriented. I mean, it just, yeah, which that's, that's, I mean, that's how the NBA functions as well. I mean, it's all yeah. about results. It's all about what results you get. And it's funny, like Mike Ballone is a in the Nuggets are like a great example of it. You look at it now, what are they saying behind closed doors or what are they saying to the media right now? Well, he really stuck with Paul Millsap. 
he really he sticks to his principles and looks look where it's got him. They're in game seven with the Clippers. Man, what a great coach. What a great man sticking to his principles. You know, that's what is being said about him. Is that, oh, you know what? He's stuck yeah. with Paul Millsap. Oh, he's stuck with this idea. Oh, he's they're stuck with playing the right way. Well, Billy did the exact same thing and it just didn't work out for him. And right now, yeah. Mike Malone is doing it and it's working out for him. And he looks like a genius and he's not doing anything different than what he did before. And Billy wasn't doing anything different than he did before. He was just dipping back into the lineup that had the best net rating of any of like five man lineup in the NBA. And you go back to that because it worked because you can have your ideas about what you want to be as a coach and your systems and offense and defense and everything. But when it comes down to it, what are you going to do when the pressure's on? Nick Nurse, he makes crazy adjustments. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Billy Donovan tries to stick to his principles. Mike Malone's sticking to his principles. And then, you know. Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer. He's, I mean, and, everybody thinks he's a terrible coach today. Everybody woke up today yeah. thinking, man, Mike Budenholzer, what a loser. What a horrible coach. What an absolute <laughs> loser. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, this um, during the COVID uh, lockout, I read uh, Ben Taylor's book uh, on basketball. I don't remember the title. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not my favorite book. There were some takes that I I think are already dated. It is like a book that has already five years, I think, and basketball mm-hmm. evolved from there. But there wasn't a piece. Uh, like, like a tiny chapter discussing the variance in basketball and how we look, we should look into it to, to basketball in a very different way than what we do. Yeah. Um, basically it is something along the lines that like, we really should look at basketball as an extremely high variance sport. Yeah. And the good team has some advantage compared to a bad team, but the, the level, like the margin is way more uh, subtle than what we think, way more thin than what we think. And so when you replay the last two minutes of OKC against the the Rockets, a hundred times, 70 times percent, OKC wins. That that doesn't mean that OKC, like the 30% does not exist. It Mm -hmm. exists. It is a huge, huge percentage. I mean, again, flow there from Tucker, Wide open jumper from Chris Paul. Yep. Everyone in his right state of mind will pick the the, the wide open jumper and or the the layup that, that Dennis missed. That's what I say. The scoop, this is important from, to look from, back from Dennis. Yeah. Exactly. So how can we judge a coach for like that small margin? Yeah. You can say you can say safely. If you think that OKC had a, a way better chance to beat the Rockets, was extremely superior to the Rockets, that Billy was not able to leverage that. And, I mean, it's, yeah. it's my, okay. My only thing with Billy in that series is that I wish that we would have seen more Gallinari at the five. Me too. And that's that's the only thing, because I think a lot of times you have this like bag of tricks you can go to. That's one thing they just didn't go back to. And Billy clearly what, did not believe in it. Like he just clearly did yeah. not believe it was going to work. And he may, he may have been right. He may have been absolutely wrong. I would have liked to see it more, but he may have been right. He may have done the thing that got them the closest to winning because again, exactly. they were very close. 
But to me, I still would have liked to see it just because I think getting more space on the floor, the offense could have gotten cooking a little bit better. Maybe you don't throw the ball to Lou Dort 5,000 times, but maybe you don't <laughs> win if you don't throw the ball to Lou Dort 5,000 times. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 right. We It would have been great to see our idea either work or fail because yeah. we really wanted that to see that. But it doesn't mean that what Billy did was not the best thing. Yeah. I'm, again, there are data that, that like, I mean, there are no data in Gallinari at the five. It is just no, it's, a yeah, concept. Yeah. And concept sure. can work. I mean, I, again, I'm not saying this, this is what I would have done myself. Like try to go small, mm-hmm. try to go Gallo and Basley. This is something that I really, really wanted to see. And I didn't. And uh, it was a shame uh, because that particular combination will never, ever be there uh, anymore for OKC and probably every other combination that we saw this season. So it would have been like extremely, extremely fun for me to to watch that lineup because I think that could have worked. Yeah, but I'm here uh, in Italy. Um, I don't know how many miles away from uh, from the NBA and from the NBA circle. So if Billy decided that, I think we should all give him credit to say, well, okay, your call. I mean, I really want to see that. Probably, I mean. He's a coach, yeah. so I I always go back to that. But but I again, it would have been fun. <laughs> it to really watch that. Been. Yep. Uh, right after this break, we're going to tell you which prospect in the NBA draft we would like to see the Thunder trade up for, and maybe a possible trade idea coming up right after this. Hi, I'm Tass Mellis from No Dunks on the Athletic. As the great philosopher Brian of the Backstreet Boys once said. Everybody, yeah, hydrate your body, yeah, everybody, hydrate your body, right? Hydration's back, all right! We all know we have to stay hydrated. I've used an app, a big water bottle, post-it notes, and proper hydration is extremely important right now it can really help your immune system. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. I like using Liquid IV when I hit that afternoon lull. Instead of grabbing a coffee, I grab one stick of the lemon lime, put it in my water, and I get the energy boost I need without dehydrating my body and getting dry mouth. It's win-win because it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Oh, my mate Lily would love it. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks with no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Okay, McKelly, the NBA draft is two months away. Woo! We're going to get months. there. 60 days? Isn't that right? We're like a little You're over kidding. two months away. It's too long. I know. It's a long way away. 
so we got some time to talk about draft prospects. If you haven't heard any of our draft coverage so far, make sure you go to patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team. Subscribe to Thunder After Dark and instantly you will have, what what have we done, like 20? 20 yeah, prospects? I think that's right. So we've gone through about 20 prospects in the NBA draft and we just talk for them, talk about them for about 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes, depending on how much we like the guy. So make sure you go listen to those. It'll give you just an idea of who these guys are, maybe the, the archetype of player they are. And I thought it'd be fun to go th- just pick a prospect that I think it'd be interesting to trade up for, somebody that is actually gettable. So I'm not talking, let's trade for the number three pick and get LaMelo Ball. That would be cool. I just don't know what we have that the Hornets would want. I don't know how we get there. To me, it's, Good not, players. it's not super feasible to me. But... Let's let's see if we can get up into like the maybe the fringe lottery or maybe the 15th or 16th pick. How do we get that pick? And then who could we take there? So, uh, McKelly, who's the guy that you think would be worth trading up for? That's kind of in this fringe range, like 11 to 16 range. Um, I think that your guy, Sadiq Bey, is probably one that is worth trading for. If Vassell somehow slips fit, I think he's the guy that I, or Halliburton, these are the two guys. And the common denominator is clear. I mean, guys that can play good enough defense to be on the court um, and good shooter, shot makers. Those guys should Um, go top 10, like Vassell and Halliburton. Those guys should yeah. be in the those guys should be in the top ten. And then like we could maybe in the coming weeks we can break down like how did the Thunder get the eighth pick from the Knicks? And then like that's yeah. where you take Devin Vassell. That's where you could get yeah. Halliburton. But for now, let's 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 stay away from that. Yeah. Um I do think that one of the guys, again, Sadiq Bay with the pick number twelve, yeah, is someone who is likely to be there. Um I have a I had a weird thing today. Um, we, we thought about Spurs mm-hmm. and what they do want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. They are not competitive as they are now. Um, they have zero, literally zero commitment beyond this season, the next season. Mm-hmm. They, they might have like 20, 30 millions uh, committed for 21, 22. So I just wondered... Um, Pop maybe wants to coach another season. Yeah. The 12 pick, maybe like it's not that important. You can take a flyer on Hamidou Diallo or Terrence Ferguson or both. Uh, and maybe you can get Chris Paul hmm. or you can get a combination of Danilo Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Danilo doesn't make too much sense because it, it will, he will want a longer commitment, but they have like some bad, sal- not bad salary. Um, Good salary, large salary in terms of that. Yeah, yeah, like Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, guys like that. Mm -hmm. They can come up easily with 35 millions. Yeah, can like just trade. And maybe you can even swap the picks. Like, I give you Chris Paul, uh, you give me some all the contracts that you don't like, and you give me the 12th pick. Yeah, it's just basically a pick swap. And maybe I can even give you a second because like this, if if I find someone that I really like with pick number 12, I may even be inclined and give you like another small asset. Yeah. No, I think again, that's interesting. I, 
I mean, this, if you're the Spurs, maybe you, maybe, I mean, maybe if you're the Spurs, you look at the situation and say, hey, we don't know that we're ready to dive in with Derek White and DeJounte Murray as our two guys, both good players. Mm-hmm. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if we had Chris Paul, just kind of teach them a little bit and then, exactly, let, and then let them go. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's not, I don't think that's out of the question. And the Spurs are like, that'd be a nice squad. I mean, if you have Chris Paul and LaMarcus Aldridge, who was pretty good this year, still, uh, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan, still on that team. Like, that's that's a solid team. That's a maybe the most hateable team in the history of the NBA. I mean, my goodness. That is like the anti-analytics, like, hateable team of all time, right? And somehow you have to find a way to keep Rudy Gay on that team because if you have Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, holy crap, man. Like, that's uh, that is quite an ensemble of players. (laughs) Holy moly. That is something. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, something like that where the Thunder could trade up, I think. I think is an interesting, interesting idea because I, I think they're a team that could, I think that you look at even the Pelicans, like did the Pelicans want the 13th pick? Like they have a lot of young guys already. I think that the Pelicans have a good roster as of today and they might be better. Probably they, they are better with Chris Paul on their team uh, and or Teddy Schroeder and or Danilo Gallinari, even like, whatever good veterans, uh, veteran OKC has. But the issue there is the cap thing. I mean, the Pelicans have huge salaries or big enough salaries on players that they want to keep. I mean, the Spurs do not care about Patty Mills. Well, maybe Patty for sentimental reasons, but do not care about keeping Rudy Gay an extra season, keeping DeMar Carroll another season. They just just don't care. Um, if we look into the, um, the cap sheet of uh, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, you have Drew Holiday. You want to keep him. Uh, JJ Reddick. Floor spacer, you want to keep me just from a season of commitment. Uh, Lonzo Ball, you really want to keep him. Darius Miller, seven millions, not enough. Jackson A's, keep him. Uh, Nicolò Melli, not big enough. So it's it's hard. It's extremely hard to concoct a trade with them to give um, something that is valuable uh, as, I don't know, Chris Paul. That's why uh, I was mainly thinking uh, about the San Antonio Spurs. Another team that in principle could be extremely interesting is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The Suns have an up-and-coming team uh, with a lot of young players that may want to, uh, that can succeed clearly, uh, but, but probably they miss the real veteran leadership of a guy that has been there. I mean, rookie Rubio is not that guy. Again, the tricky thing here is to make the money work. Uh, 17 millions of Ricky Rubio is something. Um, but then all the, all the other seller, you can, you can do a sign and trade uh, for Dario Saric, but hmm. then you, why do you want to do a sign and trade for Dario Saric for, I don't, I don't know, 15 million. Yeah. That is no thanks. need in order to make uh, a trade work. Uh, so it's just, 
these two teams, I mean, the only big salaries again are on players that they want to keep. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Rubio and and or Darius Miller plus Nicolo Melli doesn't make the the math work. Yeah. So it's hard. The Spurs a little bit easy with the numbers. I don't see really the reason why you want to give the 12th pick away to just try to make the playoffs for one season because it's clearly not a, a title season for the Spurs. But right. Yeah. Well, and if you got up that high, like Sadiq Bey would certainly be a guy that I would want for a lot of reasons. He's a he's a big wing, right? He's six eight. He's got a six ten wingspan. That's those are guys are not easy to find, and the dude can just get buckets. And I really like his yeah. mentality as well. Uh, if you listen to the Game Theory podcast, uh, Sadiq Bey was actually on that show a couple weeks ago. You can hear him talk and there's sometimes you can take stuff from those interviews. Sometimes you can't, but I just, I really love the mentality of this guy. Mm. Um, and so I think that he could be kind of a three and D type of player. Like he's a little Jay Crowder ish, but I think that he's got a little bit more of a bucket getter in him than a guy like, like Jay Crowder. But I feel like he's, he's just tough and he's, he's a young player or I guess he's 21, um, so he's not like super young, yeah, not super in, young, in but still young, drafts, but like young enough, like he's the same age as Shea. Um, and a guy that I think that could grow. I think if you look at several different players that are in this range, like to me, he's got room to grow a little bit, even like, I think Vassell is going to be super good. Like, I don't know that he has the same type of like bucket getting in him that, that Sadiq Bay does. Um, you look at Patrick Williams, who will be in this range as well. Like, I don't know that he's got that in him. Or Josh Green, like, no. RJ Hampton. No. Like, I'm not an RJ Hampton guy. Maybe. I know. I know. I know. I know. This is That's going to be, like, our <laughs> our point of contention is RJ Hampton. But Sadiq Bay, like, he's just a little bit different. We're like, okay. Like, there's, there's just a little bit more there. And he's got three and D like he's got three and D plus ability where he can attack or close out. I feel like he can handle a little bit. And so to me, that's, it's just a, a wing and I, and he's been rising. I mean, you look back a few months ago, I mean, and not, not the, I mean, the information we have is all the same people, right? It hasn't changed one bit. It's just the same stuff, just kind of recycled. And I think teams look at these guys and like, oh, well, he's interesting. He keeps rising. And then you see Cole Anthony. It's like, oh, he's not that interesting. He keeps falling, you know? And so I think that guys are rising and falling just based on the information that we have. It's all the same. But like to me, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's not going to be around. There's no way that guy's going to be around around 25 once we get to the draft. There was just no way. And yeah, now he's in the lottery and potentially even higher. And, And to me, there's just a lot of guys I would... I would consider, I mean, like I wouldn't take Precious Achua over him. Like there's just no way. I wouldn't take oh, no. Naismith over him. A lot of people like Naismith. Oh, no. Duke can like really, sh- he can shoot the lights out, but I wouldn't take him over Sadiq Bay. Um, no. And so to me, he's a guy, if you could get him at like 13, 12, to me that's could potentially be a, a steal of the draft type of guy. Cause I don't, I'm not saying like he's going to come in and, and be uh, the guy in the league. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't think that's going to be there, but uh, to me, he's got a better chance to be that than a guy like Naismith, uh, Patrick Williams, RJ Hampton, Josh Green, all these guys that are kind of in his range. 
I agree. I completely agree with what you said. I mean, the, the shot creation is there. And I know that for Villanova's uh, prospects, it might take a while because they already have a very uh, good system. And if you don't play that system, it might take a while. But he seems like a guy that can get to a shot, that can play a reasonably good defense. I'm not that high on his 3 and D, strictly speaking, potential. He's not a Lou Dort defensively, nor a Marcus Smart. But he can be no. a serviceable defender that can help your defense or at least not put your defense into uh, trouble. I mean, Eric Gordon is not a super high-level defender, but he can be a pretty good one, like an okay one. Size, most gen- you know, he's got size. It's, I mean, it's something you yeah, can teach. Yeah. Um, another pick um, that uh, OKC could try to get is Orlando's. I mean, yeah. Orlando has a lot of salary and it's easy to, to get Evan Fournier, for example. He will absolutely take the player option. And in a team where he is granted, like, I don't know, 20 shots a game, because <laughs> yeah. he will not care. Yeah. Uh, maybe assign a trade for Gallo there, which improves dramatically the shot making for Orlando or sure. Danny Schroeder again, and a swap. Mm-hmm. If you again, if you put your 26, 27, what's OKC pick, something like that, uh, 25. Okay, number 25. Mm -hmm. Uh, 25 and and 15 are not that far apart. Uh, They might be Dennis Schroeder apart. How much better is Schroeder than Evan Fournier? Or is he? uh, I I do think so. Yeah. You just have to wonder if Orlando feels the same way. Because, I mean, the the good thing about Schroeder is that the sell that you give to Orlando is like, hey, look. Schroeder can play with other guards. He can guard bigger guys. Yeah. He's going to give you the effort there. And so you can play him. And if you guys yeah, love you don't Markel have to Fultz, pay DJ Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pay. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> do not pay DJ Augustine. Don't do that. Don't do that magic. Just come get Dennis Schroeder. We'll swap Evan Fournier. You guys can open up more minutes for Markel Fultz. You can play. I mean, yeah. Terrence Ross is like a, a, a very nice replacement for Evan Fournier. Just play those guys and Schroeder, yeah. like Schroeder with Vucevic, be pretty good. That's a, that's a that's fine. Yeah. And then swap picks, that's fine. And then I don't know that Sadiq Bay will be at fifteen, but at least you give your then you give yourself a chance to uh, make your dreams come true and draft RJ Hampton. Maybe, maybe that is what will happen, or maybe RJ Hampton will be there at twenty five because everyone is a. Yeah, afraid of his shot, like we were for Lou Dort. I'm just yeah. saying, still afraid of his shot. By the way, still afraid. Yeah, of Lou Dort's, even though he scored 30 in Game Seven. Still, still yeah. afraid. Still afraid that. Yeah, you, that, that you need to start believing in his shot. Que- question. I about, don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Question about Lou Dort: Did Lou Dort achieve his career high in playoff and in, in points scored in a playoff game in Game Seven? Is that his peak? Do we see peak Dort in game seven? Will we ever see him score more than 30 points in a playoff game? In a playoff game? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. But 30 in a playoff game is is, is high. It's high. That's hard to do. Yeah. Isn't that... Did I Marcus mean, Smart score 30 in a game, uh, in a playoff game, in his career? I have no Probably idea. he did. I have no clue. 
me check. I mean, that is that to me is just so interesting that we may have seen, and that we, maybe we didn't. Maybe the maybe he's scratching the surface of the kind of player he can be. I mean, that's also that's also possible. I'm not saying that's impossible, but it's very possible that we have seen the the peak Dort in the playoffs at age 21, which feels wild. Possible. Marcus Smart never scored 30 in his career wow. in the playoffs. And people, say, and people say that maybe Lou Dort could be like Marcus Smart. Well, what if it's the <laughs> other way around, baby? I don't know if Marcus Smart could ever be Lou Dort. Could he ever score 30? Scored, could he do it? Yeah, never. Like, he has four games in which he scored more than 20. Yeah. So it's not Pretty touching hard. Dort, man. Not touching Dort. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our show. Make sure that you follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barry. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us an Apple podcast review. It's super easy. Five stars only, please. Search Down to Dunk in the Purple Podcast app and hit five stars. It's very easy. It's a free way to support the podcast. Also, if you haven't joined The Athletic, today is the perfect time to join. Theathletic.com slash down to dunk, and you can get it for $1 a month. So make sure that you go do that. It's essentially free. You won't even notice that it came out of your bank account every month because it's just $1. So go do that. It's an easy way to support our show. And plus, the value that you'll get for the, for the $1 a month is unmatched. Because you not only get NBA content, you'll get NFL content, NHL, any sport that you like, The Athletic has it. Also, make sure that you look for on your Athletic app, there is headline news, breaking news from The Athletic. And not only do we have our writers hopping in there to update everybody as information flows in, but we'll also have short podcasts that will be in there. I've recorded a few of those. Uh, They're just five-minute shows that give you a brief update. analysis on what's going on so those are pretty cool so make sure that you check that out as well on your app if you haven't updated your app yet and you have it make sure that you do that hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you guys again on wednesday